Hey, before this episode starts, I just want to give you a quick update on a Vietnam podcast and 7 Million Bikes podcast. What you're listening to right now is called a dynamic ad and so I can add it to the start of every single episode. So if you've heard this already, feel free to skip ahead about 3 minutes and 43 seconds. If you don't want to listen to it, you can skip forward as well. But if you do want to listen to it, I just want to share something with you. If you're a regular listener, you'll already know. If you're listening for the first time, this might be brand new news to you. But whatever you're doing right now, whether you're in the gym, in the car, on a bike, or doing the dishes, I just want to let you know that this podcast started back in 2019 as a Saigon podcast. And it was just a hobby for me. It was something to do because I was bold and I was interested in podcasting. Well, I was obsessed with podcasting. And I thought it'd be cool to start a podcast about Saigon and talk to people that lived here and share their story. I had never imagined what would happen, that it blew up and I started to interview people from all over the world about Vietnam and share some really cool stories from comedians who had come to Vietnam to retrace their father's steps, who died because of Agent Orange-induced leukemia, to children of Vietnamese boat people and to people who live and do amazing things here in Vietnam as well. And so starting a podcast literally changed my life. And from that hobby, it developed into something bigger. The original name was 7 Million Bikes, a Saigon podcast. And lots of people ask me, where did the 7 Million Bikes come from? It was because I just read an article that there were 7.4 million motorbikes in Saigon for only like 9 or 10 million people. And so I thought it was a cool, funny, quirky name. And so it became 7 Million Bikes, a Saigon podcast. As it grew, as I mentioned, then it changed to a Vietnam podcast. And I started doing comedy shows and events. And so 7 Million Bikes became the, the overall brand. And a Vietnam podcast was part of that. Because of COVID and various other reasons, I ended up last year stopping doing all comedy. I don't perform anymore. I don't do any shows. I just do one quiz night a week now. And I focused everything on podcasts and the brand then changed to 7 Million Bikes Podcast. And that's partly why a Vietnam podcast has been on a break for longer than I'd planned, but probably over a year now, because I actually have no time to make any new episodes at the moment or energy really, because I now make podcasts for people around the world, which is really, really cool. So I just wanted to quickly say before the episode starts, if you're listening and you're interested in starting your own podcast, then reach out to me. Uh, I do free consultations and I'll be able to talk it through with you, see what help you need, how I can help you. And if you need my help with editing or production or anything like that, that's what I do now as a full-time business, which I can't believe from starting this podcast in 2019 as a hobby because I was bored. It has now led me to become a full-time podcast producer and run a business called 7 Million Bikes Podcast, all because I read an article about the amount of motorbikes in Saigon. So if that's something you're interested in, hit me up, let me know. If not, even just send me a message to say what you think of the episodes, if you enjoy the podcast, if you're a tourist coming to Vietnam, if you already live in Vietnam, my biggest buzz is when I hear from you. So then I'm sure there'll be a link in the notes. I'll put a link in there check it out and then I don't know what episode you're about to listen to because I don't know which one you've chosen but I'm sure you're going to enjoy it and let me know what you think of it. All right, cheers, thanks for listening, enjoy.
that's what makes it exciting, right? So what advice would you give to someone thinking about moving to Vietnam to live? I would say if you if you actually want to come and wish to come and you if you're actually coming, then come with um open minded mindset because you know anywhere you go in the world there would be pros and cons and there would be like things that's different from your where you're from so don't look at one with one side be be generous about any um, say hard situation that you're gonna be in like look from both sides and treat it with open mind great advice and to anyone who's been living here for a long time that's great advice as well Yeah. What advice would you give to someone thinking about moving to Vietnam? I don't think. Just do it. Just do it. Like you don't want to be you don't want to be four years old looking back at at uh, I mean depending on what age any age you don't want to go down ten years down the road and look back and be like I had the chance to be in Vietnam and I didn't do it and that's the number one advice that I would give anyone in tourism is like just fucking do it i mean especially after covid right now if it's reopening don't take traveling for granted don't take those opportunities for granted at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> you have the chance yeah that's a it. good point do not take anything for granted just do it <laughs> yeah what advice would you give to someone thinking about moving to vietnam again be open-minded <laughs> and uh be very adaptable <laughs> and enjoy whatever quirky things coming up in Vietnam. <laughs> enjoy the quirky things. That is good advice. <laughs> and if you embrace that, it's going to be a really fun place. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone thinking of moving to Vietnam? Do it. Do it yesterday. Do it last week, like immediately. It will change. It'll change your life, and you'll wonder why you hadn't done it. I have not spoke to anyone, anyone that has regretted it. Not a single person have I spoke to that's regretted going to to Vietnam. You go through peaks and troughs. You know, sometimes are more difficult than others, but generally, Absolutely. as as a rule, and what what I would say. I, what I would say as an add-on to that is that sometimes there's an expectation level that we have as foreigners coming to Vietnam. And if you can just lower that expectation a little bit, then you won't get as annoyed as you normally would. And that's something I had to learn when I was here because I would say, well, this wouldn't happen when I'm back home in Scotland or this wouldn't happen. But, you know, there's lots of other things that, uh, there's a lot more positive things as well. When things get too much, I always have this expression. I say to myself and I say to my wife and I'm like, just look at the palm trees. Look up at the palm trees. Look at the sunshine. You're in a, you're in a beautiful country with beautiful people, uh, beautiful food, a beautiful lifestyle. And I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm lucky to be here because, you know, it's, it's, you've, you've got to work to, to get to that stage. But be thankful for what you've got and be aware of what you had before. And yeah, if you have the opportunity to move here or you're thinking about moving here, do it. Do it. Because even if you came here for six months and you didn't like it, come, come here on holiday for a month. Decide. But I, I know many people that have come here thinking, 
they're going to pass through for a week or two weeks, maybe on their way back from Australia and they end up staying here because that's what happens. So yeah, take the plunge, give it a go. You don't, you know, you won't know unless you give it a try. <laughs> well, I came here for six weeks and six years later, I'm still here. So yeah, that, that's exactly how it works out. Exactly. Now, now this question is something that I often see come up on expat groups here and we've talked a little bit we can maybe talk a bit more in the bonus part we've talked a little bit about virtue signaling and i, I see this often and this is where this question comes from for you what advice would you give to someone thinking about moving to vietnam i, I don't know i never really moved to any i never think of i will move to another country so i don't know what advice to give but if you, if I can give like an advice, it's like, you know, these people are very friendly and they, and we, we, we give you what we take. So if you smile to us, we'll smile to you. If you be nice to us, we'll be nice to you. And that's the, and that's the, the, the point, you know, just be nice to people. Don't be an asshole. That's it. Good advice for life in general, but also for moving to Vietnam. Don't be an asshole. That's definitely, definitely good. What advice would you give to someone who wants to live in Vietnam, who wants to move to Vietnam? Oh, advice. Do your research. Know what to expect. I know some friends who came here. They did the research, but not totally enough. And they thought Vietnam would be a completely different country. So I say, check, talk with the locals, go online, join some Facebook group. Facebook is a thing in Vietnam. Everything you want to know, it's on Facebook. That's my advice for people who want to live here. Join all those expat and expert groups in, in, in Vietnam or in, in Saigon, where, whichever city that you go, there will be a group for it. And then learn what are the situations so that you can be and learn the good things, the bad thing, but don't be thrown off by the, the bad thing. Just to be prepared and know that that's normal. It's okay. It's been the same in other countries too. You know, I have to make a warning here. <laughs> okay. If you're listening to this and you're thinking of moving to Vietnam and Rosie says, get on the Facebook groups. <laughs> I have to warn you, most of the expat groups here are toxic. Oh, did you know, did you know this? Well, I, I guess because I... Fexpats isn't, which you've mentioned Fexpats. So if you're a female, you can join the female place. expats and locals group, which is a good resource for females, for safe space, for women to be able to ask questions that maybe they wouldn't want to ask in a, a normal group. But some of the main expat groups here are a toxic swill of horrible, horrible people and simple questions just get the most horrible answers. So I'm just warning anyone. Be prepared that if you ask a simple question like, where's the best place to live? You're going to get called a racist or something like that. <laughs> you know, that's maybe stupid, but yeah, you'll get like stupid answers. People will get angry that you don't know the answer or so just maybe read before you post mm -hmm. is probably a good idea. And then there are some non-true expat groups as well. So look up the non-true expat groups. That's a good advice. I, I do agree. Some of them can be a bit negative. But I'm a very positive person. I always look at the positive side and I believe that there are always people who then would speak up and say, yo, just chill out. That person just asked something because he or she doesn't know. 
you live in the country, so you can just help with well, that. No, that doesn't happen. The next it doesn't person, happen. Well, the next person will then say something even worse than the person before, and it gets like uh, it's a toxic swill <laughs> of humanity. It's not a good place. I did see some people again, the person who troll all the people, but but then again, I don't use the Facebook group so much to to live with it. But it more or less, I think it's the first for you, like the first way for you to get a, a few. Don't listen to all the experts say, more to get information. Yeah, yeah. As you get the facts, you know. <laughs> well, what you should do is listen to a Vietnam podcast. Yeah. Join my Facebook group, which is 7 Million Army. But we don't post really stuff about living here. We just post funny stuff and podcast stuff. But join that. Join our community and we'll welcome you with open arms. What would your advice be for someone thinking of moving to Vietnam to live? Leave your country. Leave your country in your country. Come to Vietnam expecting to not have anything to do with your country. You might. You might. You know, as an American, there are a few things that I got Pop-Tarts. I got, I got some things. But, you know, any kind of like... You just have to leave your Western sensibility behind because you're going to see things that you're like, well, we don't do that in America. No. And you're not in America. I watched a building rise from the ground with people wearing slides, moving bricks, creating a building. And I'm, the whole time I'm like, OSHA would have a field day. Like, how are they doing that? That's that's not okay, but that's that's not for me to say. A lot of things happen in this country where I just have to let it go. I think this is where everybody who lives here is somewhat Buddhist because there are just some things where you could just hit your head against the wall. Why is that happening? I don't understand, but you just have to just do it. I once saw a guy using a pneumatic drill to build the foundations of a building barefoot. A pneumatic drill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've just got to let it go, like Elsa says. No, last time. What advice would you give to someone about thinking? What would you? What advice would you give to someone thinking about moving? Well, Vietnam. Well, if you're thinking about it, I never thought about the thinking part of it. And I asked the question, if you're thinking of doing it, do it. You have to do it. It's an unbelievable place to live. Practical advice, have your paperwork in order. I know it's so boring, but you know, you've lived here as well. If you don't have paperwork in order, I didn't, I didn't have access to my bank card for six months because I didn't have my TRC because I had to get documents signed and dated and all this stuff back in the UK. So be ready for the bureaucracy here. Like it's insane. So we talked about my phone being stolen. The joke is, and again, this is true. I went to report my phone being stolen and they wouldn't let me in because I had shorts on. Like, just be prepared for that shit. I've been here six years and I wasn't prepared for it. And when I told people, they were like, yeah, it's a government building. You can't go in with shorts on. And I'm like, it's a police station. I don't think of it as a government building. Like, so what if I had a knife in my side? They'd be like, no, you can't come in because you have shorts on. Like, so be prepared for that stuff. Get your documentation in order. But if you are thinking of moving here, absolutely do it. I was thinking about this answer today. And the thing is, right, so you see it posted all the time on expat groups. People saying, oh, I'm thinking of moving here. They're from overseas. Where, where would you recommend to live? And there's two camps, and I, I hate this all the time. I see in the expat groups, you get the virtue signals. that like, you should live in a local area, blah, blah, blah. And then 
there's me who lives in Taudin and I'm like, no, you should live in Taudin. And I've been in both camps because I've lived in D4 for many years. Then I've lived in Funyan and now I live in the peaceful serenity of Taudin. And if I didn't live here, I wouldn't live in Vietnam. I'll be honest. Like I wouldn't, I couldn't have lived in those other areas any longer. And you know the reasons why? The karaoke, the construction at midnight, the the schools. We used to live across from a school that would start at 6.30. Like, I can't live like that. Yeah. Like, I just can't. I split the difference. Yeah. I live I live in Lambert. <laughs> that's the difference. That's the difference. That's splitting, it's splitting the difference. It's splitting the difference. Because, oh, Jesus. I spilled some water. But luckily, Neil has these uh, weird cup coverings that... Keep the glass from breaking. Well, it's more the water and the electrics. But can we just add that? I, did you? Oh, you weren't there when I knocked my beer over. Okay. On Wednesday night, uh-huh. I talked with my hands too much and yeah. on the stage, I yeah. knocked my beer over oh, and way. it fell onto the electrics. But this isn't electric. There's no electricity. No, no, we're okay. No, but this beer did. It fell onto. So luckily, I grabbed it in time. <laughs> on stage, I fucking knocked over like half a, a pretty full beer. The glass smashed and the beer went everywhere. So wow. Don't worry, I got another beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Don't worry Jesus about Christ. that. Yeah, it's come fine. on. I hope they paid for it, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah. Um, what was that? But I was going to say. Oh, yeah. You split the difference by living oh, in Oh, Lambert. yeah, by living in Lambert. Because it's like, you know, you get the, you, the, the being removed from reality. Yeah. But you still have Vietnamese neighbors. You know? Well, so this is the thing is when I say this repeatedly. So you li- I live in Tao Dien, but. There's lots of expats, but most of my neighbors are Vietnamese. Like it's not like a, it's like a, it's not like exclusively expat. There's right. still more Vietnamese people, but there's also this thing about expats. Like anything, right? They just think of white expats. Mm. My neighbors are Korean, Indian, Japanese, French. They're still kind of white, right? But, oh wait, but then that means they're immigrants. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we get to that. Let's keep it real. But there's so there's many different people here. But so if people are thinking of moving here. Think what's best for you and your family, right? So I would absolutely recommend trying out District 4 or Funyan and see how you like it. But just be prepared. That's really going to attack your senses. It's going to attack your normality. It's really different. Like, So the example for me in Funyan, the reason we left, part of the reason, there was many reasons. Part of the reasons was underneath our building, which was really nice, there was like a tin corrugated hut. And they were burning stuff all the time and it stunk really badly. Our apartment stunk of burning shit, like plastic or whatever. By the way, Neil's saying burn it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. I know exactly. And that's me trying to make it. That's me trying to. If I said burning, if I was being really Scottish, I feel like there, was, there was some cunts burning something outside. I heard you say bonding and I thought like they were like welding or something and you were smelling. I was like, oh, wait, oh, they were burning something. Okay. I see. It. This is my life right here. <laughs> So they were burning something outside. I'll put it on my American accent. Code switch, man. Come and, on, I uh, do it all the time. And, uh, and then my landlord, who is an amazing guy and I'm still friends with, he's a great landlord. I was like, come and see your building. Look at the side of the building. It's black because they're burning something. Wait, what, what, are they, what are they burning? And then he looked at me and he was like, ha yeah. <laughs> I was like, so I was like, so we're breathing in whatever they're burning. Your building is black. And your reaction is just to laugh about it. But because what can he do about it? It's not like a normal city where there's ordinances like don't fucking burn shit next to an apartment. Like it's just still a very developing city. So be prepared if you live in those areas, you're going to get that. Till the end, there's still people burning stuff. Like you still will have karaoke somewhere, but it's generally quieter. So think about where you want to live. Think about what's best for you. Don't listen to those expats who virtue signal like, oh, well, you have to come and live in like this local area to get the full experience. You will still get an experience. It's just a different one. It's a bit different. Yeah, I get that. 
โอเค What advice would you give to someone thinking about moving to Vietnam? Okay, so I'm kind of repeating what Sam Johnson said in the last episodes. That I think it's a really good point. I think a lot of people who may have not lived abroad before, just like myself, never lived in Southeast, never lived in Southeast Asia. I think a lot of people tend to not be so open to a new culture, and maybe things that people don't understand. They're ready to dismiss them as being nonsensical. Maybe even culturally inferior, and it's kind of you know there's often explanations underneath the things that we can observe as foreigners visiting uh, a country, and you just kind of kind of go to it with an open mind. Don't be so judgmental. Ask why. Try to find out why. And these kind of like the pathways into a deeper understanding of a culture or deeper understanding of country, its culture and its history and its core values. So I'm sorry, it's not a very original answer, but I think it's so important. And I just remember when I first moved here, maybe I was quite naive and judgmental, and it took me a while to understand that there are some really cool things about this country, and it just needs an open mind to approach them. I like it. Nice. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like me, you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public Wi-Fi. This opens you up to digital snoopers. It's a massive problem. It can be your internet service provider, or you know who, looking at what you do online, or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info, or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. These days, it is vital that you keep your data safe. NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use; even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease. And I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes, whoever they may be. Join now, and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com/smb. Just again for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com/smb. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out, and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through Seven Million Bikes, you get a great VPN, and you'll be supporting Seven Million Bikes podcast.
Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to this show. Cheers.